Liverpool. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. On my right wing is Neil. On my left wing is Tom, and I'm your false nine, Nick. You are listening to the Come On Red Men podcast. How are you, boys? All right. Hey, hey. Everyone's having a good week so far? It's Monday. It's yeah. Monday. Yeah. All right. Well, we had a the nice week. The day that Columbus discovered America. That's what I've been told. <laughs> I've yet to see any evidence <laughs> proving this. Where did he actually land? Florida? Somewhere in the Indies. The West Indies. He thought it was the Indies. What, yeah. what was the story he, here? He was looking for spices. Yeah. And he found... Slavery. <laughs> cool. Very found cool. Some, Good thing we got a bank holiday. Awesome for dude, it. apparently. Yeah, found some seems native, like Found it. some Native Americans. <clears throat> and what did he do with them, Neil? Ultimately. My, <laughs> my answer still stands. <laughs> Yeah. Moving along. Well, good. Most of us don't get a bank holiday for that. and uh, Absolutely not. Anyway. No. Unless you're British. Really? No, that's a joke. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. Ah, Liverpool had a rough weekend. Yeah, it was Cha- challenging is the word I'd use. It was challenging. Hangover from the Thursday before. I'm starting to hate Europa League. Starting to. Yeah. <laughs> Where was the optimism about this? The only trophy that Klopp hasn't won. So I mean, I still feel that way, but if it's going to take away from the league, I want nothing to do with it. It's just an easy narrative to write that you or talk about that Thursday hangover bleeds into weekend. But eight of the players, I think it was eight of the starters, were different. So it's diff- difficult. Yes, they still traveled. And judging by the way Liverpool played on Thursday, I would hope they weren't tired from that. Lethargic on Thursday, lethargic on Sunday. Yeah, both both games, and we're going to get into all that, but neither game looked especially impressive from, from our favorite men in red. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether it, what happens there is that, that it, we've talked about it before, playing down to your opposition. Mm-hmm. So you kind of play down to your opposition of Union Sengawa, Gilwa, whatever they're called, and, um, and then... Um, <laughs> I'll circle back around and get it right later. <laughs> um, and then um, they just forget they have to up the game again at the weekend. Something like that. Or they, and I can't imagine at this point, because Deserby's unbeaten against Liverpool in, I think, five fixtures now. Wow. Four or five. Um, they beat us, what, January last year? Beat us twice last year, yeah. I think, at the Amex. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and they drew with us the, the match prior to that. I think we played them in one of the Cups. In the Cups, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this would be fourth, and they remain unbeaten. Um, you know, after memory. they got thrashed 6-1 and were made to look really, really ordinary the week before by Aston Villa. Football's funny that way, huh? Yeah, it's but... A funny old game. <clears throat> getting a result against Liverpool is always good on the cards. <clears throat> You might have a loss against Aston Villa, a loss against uh, Wolves, but a win or a draw against you Liverpool, mean they game? Liverpool or City or Arsenal, you want a result against Newcastle them. They beat Newcastle earlier this year, I think, right? Am I, I believe so, right? yeah. 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 No, they're and and I think they had a good go against United, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we were saying on last week's podcast, was that this is a team that struggle to find an identity because they're losing 6-1 to Villa, but then drawing with Liverpool and really, honestly, but looked if, like the better team. But if they had beaten us today, they would have been sitting second or first, I can't remember, after Tottenham. Yeah, weird how that works out, too. Yeah. Um, but we're going to dive into all that in a few minutes. First, we're going to talk about our injury report, which is mostly the same. Tiago. Who? Exactly. <laughs> He's the new Nabby. The new is he, is he the new Gareth Bale? Like, is he just playing golf somewhere? I don't... Is that really his game? Well, that, that's Gareth Bale. That's what. That's why he went to LA <laughs> so as well. So he had surgery. Anyway. Yeah. He had surgery for... Two, I think, now. since Was it? And then he's just... He keeps struggling when he's coming back. He keeps getting different injuries. Yes. That's what Klopp said. And so Klopp said he wants to get back on the pitch, but they're not rushing him. At this point, I think his contract is up at the end of this year. I I wonder if they're just saying, you know what, you're just going to be one of those guys we keep around for your veteran leadership. You're probably not going to play again for Liverpool. I mean, we might see him at the end of the year, depending on how the season plays out. But Who knows? I mean... He's, he's the new ox. Yeah, except I like Thiago. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, just be nice to the young guys. Help them out, and thanks for your service. And translate for Nunez every now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Stefan Bachatek, Bayatek, whatever his name is. I've heard it pronounced at least seven different ways between television and podcast. Bachatek. Bachatek? Don't know. I don't know either. Um, (laughs) He's suffering a calf injury still, and there's no timetable for his return. Not even sure how serious it is because Klopp has not been specific in his press conferences. But Again, I think it's one of those that they thought he was fit to come back. He came back. He said he felt something, and they don't want to take any chances. But the problem is that I don't think the medics can fully see what's going on, and the medics can't fully guarantee he's going to be free again. So I think it's a tough one, that, because even as a player, if you feel okay... Mm-hmm but then something just feels a little off on the field. What do you do? Do you keep on playing? Do you, you think it's a recurrence? I think it becomes a mental game too. That's what I worry about with him. Well, I know that a lot has been said about Liverpool's medical staff over the last couple of years. Um, I don't know where to go with that. I don't know if that means that the medical staff is being overly cautious because of previous errors, if it's they're being cautious because they don't know, and that's showing that their competence is not maybe where we would like it to be. I, I it, The medical staff is still a concern for us, I would say. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Mm, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, like, we've had so many of these players that have just dwindled away, like Artur, Ox, <laughs> Keita, mm. Tiago. Artur never really arrived to dwindle away. He well, has in my FIFA. He, he went from the medical room of I, uh, Juventus to the medical room <laughs> of, I was going to say Melwood, but it's not Melwood anymore. Um, so, yeah. Well. Hey, this is a nice part of the world. <laughs> oh, this medical system is really great. <laughs> oh, that was nice. See you guys later. And we're back to Thanks Juventus. for the $7 million or whatever. <laughs> uh, Connor Bradley is in a similar situation, except we don't even know what his injury is. He's just injured. I can't remember. Was he the growth spurt injury? Uh, no, that was... Th- wasn't that Calvin Ramsey? His, his knees grew too fast. <laughs> yeah, that was Calvin Ramsey. That was last season. Okay. Connor Bradley? Not, no one knows. Uh, Curtis Jones is obviously serving his three-game he went, he went through puberty. One hand became huge, and one was still <laughs> a baby's child hand. <laughs> That's a good thing he's a footballer. <laughs> I'll have half a pound of cola cubes. I don't need a bag. <laughs> anyway... Curtis Jones serving his suspension. He will not be back until November 1st. Jota served his suspension last week and should be back for Everton. Um, also had a goal against Union St. Gilois. And then Cody Gakpo scheduled for return after the international break. Believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, they said it wasn't as serious as they had initially thought. He's already out of his cast and everything, but... But if Nunes is going to miss goals like he did um, this week, um, I'd bring Gakpo back even broken. <laughs> yeah, bring back a one-legged Gakpo. Can, can he use these crutches? That that is that considered a handball? I swear to God, Darwin. He, if it's not a challenging goal, he's not going to score it. He does not score the easy ones. Uh, moving along... Uh, Opta, do you, are you guys familiar with Opta? Yes, the it's stats an, people. Yeah, yeah. So they recently put out their first 10 matches of the year, the difficulty ratings, and surprise, surprise, Liverpool rank fourth in difficulty ratings. So I was actually a little surprised by that. I was. I know. I meant surprise, surprise, yeah. legitimately. It surprised me. <laughs> I think he needs a wig and to be dressed as Lily Savage when he says that, though. <laughs> It's a British reference to a British show. I'm well aware. So if I don't get it, I just assume that. Yeah. Um, Somebody will out there. There's a song and everything, but I'm not going to sing it. Thank you for that <laughs> judgment call. Uh, Spurs had have had the easiest match rating thus far. Um, so, you know, make that. What Is that why they're sitting at the top? Uh, it's not what I was going to say outright, but it was there yeah, may have been definitely an, an implication. There was an implication there. Uh, spurs surprisingly enough, second easiest is Everton. So, <laughs> and you were saying Chelsea's up there too, uh, and Chelsea's third easiest. Yeah, so mm, that's all I'm going to say. I kind of um, support your narrative that Chelsea is shit. And, um, <laughs> I'm still saying that Chelsea are going to come back. Well, they did get a win this weekend, so a bully. Yeah, really good win. <clears throat> yeah, I saw. We'll talk about that, too, because I didn't actually get to see the match. Um, but first and foremost, let's talk about Brighton-Liverpool 2-2 draw. Initial thoughts, Tom? Oh, 
Where do I start? Um, our prediction of Brighton coming out and having a go at us was right. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't just have a go at us. They took a chunk out of us, I think, at one point. Um, they yeah, looked they promising going forward. A couple of mistakes from us. That Virgil pass to McAllister. It's not McAllister's fault. There's oh, three I players. There's three players around that bollocks, right? And Virg still passes it to him, mm. or doesn't because the player behind him catches it. Hang on, leads Neil. to a goal. Let's let's go on, Neil. Let's what pause do you got? there. That wasn't even pa- park football. You're standing there waiting for the ball to come to you. He literally slowed down as the, he was no, approaching the ball. He, the, he, no, he stopped. He was stopped. <laughs> That's <laughs> not better. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was a dumb pass by Virgil, but that was 100% on McAllister. Just whack it down the field. Anything. Anything. No, I was fine with the pass if McAllister had come for the ball and then, but the, the misunderstanding, it was definitely a misunderstanding between the two of them. But yeah, there was many things that Virgil could have done differently, but there was... I, I can't blame anybody but McAllister for that. Anyway, um, Ali and was And then he got toasted li- afterwards, Oh, too. yeah. Got A- burnt. Ali was out of position. It was a nice round of goal. Fair play to the young lad. Yeah. McAllister's <clears throat> not a number six, I think. That, yes. yes. You mean Endo should be there? Playing I did, actually, yeah. After, yeah. after the Thursday performance, I wanted Endo in the team. And most people were expecting, most line predictors were expecting Endo to start. And there was a big hype in Japan about... Endo's going to start his first game. If mm. anyone should, it should be Gravenberch. He should be the starting number six. Endo should come on for him. That's the way I, you got a box to box midfielder there and two number eights. I like what How, I'm seeing. It writes from, itself. I like what I've seen from Gravenberch so far. Mm-hmm. It's he's he's he reminds me of Fabinho when he first started. Mm-hmm. He's getting used to the ropes. I'd like to see Endo come on every now and again. Yes, I know he started against Union. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so Belgian of you. Uh, <laughs> oui, oui. Sounded really French to me. <laughs> well, don't they speak French? In Half the, of them do. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, yeah. like I'd like to see more from Endo before I start comparing to Gravenberch. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't even compare the two. They do play very differently from what little we've seen of each. But, uh, as you, Neil was saying, coming back around... Number six, he is not. Mm-mm. I liked Gravenberch a lot. I see him more in the Shaboshlai role, though. Um, I see Gravenberch striding forward, a la Gerard, a la Shaboshlai. I'm, I'm not sure. I was going to say he might be wasted as a number six, but if you haven't got one, he's not wasted. Mm-hmm. No, and he's he's better defensively. Again, we haven't seen a lot from him, and he's still very young, but if you're going to put someone in the number six role, I would say without a doubt, Graven Birch is your best option right now if you want someone that's good at both ends. And McAllister is not, Saboslai is not, Endo is not, Graven Birch is. So this midfield against Brighton, Elliot, Endo, Graven Birch. Would not have been who I started. I don't think it's what any of us would have started. Um, but and it didn't Gra- work well. Gravenberch didn't start. Sorry. Um, sorry. Elliot. Um, McAllister. McAllister yeah. Sorry. Um, it, it didn't work. I was sure that our midfield would be way more of a match for... Brighton's young and inexperienced midfield and it just wasn't the first half they were coming through us they just cut through our midfield like butter and admittedly the verge and mistake and things but but yeah it was far too easy for most of the game and until Gravenberch came on it was way too easy yeah agreed um, McAllister's not a number six and Elliot's not a fucking midfielder I'm, I, I, every time I see him starting in midfield I know we're going to have a problem we I, I have mean, I agree a midfield with you, now. But you're really down on him. But I, So where do you want him to play? Back up to, to Salah? He, yes, he should be a backup forward, 100%, okay. because he is a good player. He's just being played in the wrong role. It's clear he can't perform in that role. So tell me all the goals he scored when he plays as a forward. I, what goals has he scored otherwise either? What is, he's got two goals in two but seasons. But if you're in midfield, you're a creative person. But he can't pass and he can't dribble. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm And not, he can't not, play defense. So he's a goalkeeper? <laughs> he's, he's not too a short. Midfielder. My I'm, point is he's, he's not a number eight. I'm not convinced. Is he a linesman? Sorry, not, linesperson? I would be Fourth okay with him there. Just so, a cheerleader. 
for the team. Yay, yay. Just do that, Elliot. He's Get all that energy out. He's the kit man. He's wow, got no composure. This guy's are really but down on him. No, no, no I'm he's just a talented to see where player. He's how low just, he will go. I just want to see what position he's, he wants to He's a talented out. player. He has he does not have the ability to play in the role that Klopp's trying to push him into. We have four midfielders at least that can do what we need them to do and Elliot's somehow still getting time in midfield. How does that make a lick of sense? You went out and you got Endo, you got Gravenberch, you got McAllister, and you got Saboslai. Why in God's name would Elliot ever start in midfield ever again? And Jones usually. And Jones, exactly. And Jones, I'm going to get to Jones. Jones, uh, my mind on Jones has completely flipped since last year. He's probably one of my, he's one of the most important pieces of this team right now. So Um, yeah, Elliot, um, he was pretty awful. He was terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I like Elliot. I've seen great things from him. We all like Elliot, but I don't want him in a midfield role. We don't want Salah playing center back. We don't want Elliot playing a creative midfield. Just doesn't make sense. Especially when you have great midfielders. Yes, Endo or Gravenberg should be starting at number six. Use McAllister and Sabasai as your creative attacking midfielders because they're great at it. Play the team as they're meant to be played. Don't try to get creative when you don't need to be. We have the midfield now. Klopp, play the fucking midfield. I thought you had his number. Why don't you just call him? He's not picking up my calls. He was really mad at me after Spurs. <laughs> anyway, well, moving well, on. He listened to the podcast and thought it was too long, our argument. Yeah, he said it was so bloody boring. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, so McAllister, not his best game, but again, I think everyone's kind of in. He agreement. was muscled out of too many challenges with a couple of players there. It's probably because he's not a defensive mid, <laughs> even going forward. Well, going forward, I, it, he's not in the right position to be going forward if he's playing the number six. I, I really, we've seen him play at on the wing a number of times this season now. Clap stuck him at the number six role. I, I, I heard word, and I don't know how true this is because you can never trust the journalism around this sport. But there is word that Endo has just not quite fit in in training the way they had hoped as quickly as people wanted him to. Again, that's like third hand from someone. I don't know. Do you think Endo will be a starter by the end of the season? I don't think he'll be a starter, no. Do so you think who's playing in the, who is playing the number six for the majority of the season? I am hoping that Gravenberch ends up in okay. that role. That, that's my best estimation. Um, I don't know. I, who else? I, Endo's not sign a Sign number six in the, in the January transfer window? We can't sign another midfielder. <laughs> we can't do that. I'd like another defender. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, speaking of defense... Konate. Yeah, he's awesome. Starting to really get in there. He's really getting his... Cementing his feet in that position. Didn't he play in the Gilwa He did. Game, I and believe I he had he got the most m- touches. I thought he got muscled off the ball a few times um, and looked a little a little lightweight for a guy of his frame. So before we get into the Gilwa game... No, I'm not trying to get into the Gilwa game. I was, no. just, just, I was really just talking about Kanate. Um, and generally, I agree with you. But there's a couple of times I haven't thought he looked as strong as he should. The entire team looked like they were playing at 60%. Okay, so we'll put it down to that then. So. Yeah, because he looked great when he came on for Matip and this. and Yeah, he did. Generally speaking, I and don't... Matip looked pretty good too. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with the way Matip played. I'm glad that they subbed him off. He is older now, and we don't want to overplay Kanate because he's injury prone. So that's a good switch off. Um, Robertson had a woeful mistake. Yes. He did not have a very good game, which is surprising because mm-hmm. uh, I think generally this season, Robertson, well, number one, he's got the second highest match rating after Salah on the season so far for Liverpool players. And it's just very rare that we see him, other than shooting at the goal, which is always going to be a disaster, <laughs> mm-hmm. just about in his corners have been flaky dicey. too. Yeah. Um, but Diaz didn't have a good game either. No, no, no not a great game from Diaz. Um Diaz I mean, seems to be really hot or cold lately. Who came out on the Liverpool team? Who came out of it with um, flying colours? Salah, Sabaslai. Um, I mean, Trent didn't do anything that made me go oof, but he also didn't impress me. Gom- Gomez impressed me when he came on the field. Yeah, Gomez has been really good. I I, I like the link up with him and Sabaslai. Yeah, yeah, they play really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trent does too. I just I don't. Is do we think Trent's fully fit? at this point 
interesting question. Um, I suspect he's not. I suspect we're also using Gomez because he's starting to really come out of his shell. Mm. I think this is going to be his season or definitely next year where he really shines. At, but is how do we utilize Gomez, Verge, Kanate, and Trent at the same time? I think the exact way we're doing it now. Which Gomez is only shining in that right back role. Exactly. But right? he's also not shining in a right back role of going forward. He's done nothing Gomez no, going forward. two different players. Sure. I totally agree with you, two Tr- different players. Trent is the one that brings up long balls, go- makes his way into the midfield. The link-up play going down that wing, though, with Zaboslai, Salah, all three of them working well and working with the midfield, looked great going forward from working out from the back against mm-hmm. Brighton. Yeah. They I looked mean, like they were all working as a unit. Like this I was agree. Something I, I agree with what you're saying, Neil. Um, but to Tom's point, if Gomez is at right back, they're playing a completely different way. And I think other changes need to be made in the field if Gomez is going to be the right back. So I agree with Tom. Mm-hmm. And my point exactly was going to be, yes, it's two different systems. Against Brighton, even when Trent came on the field, I didn't see Trent or Robbo getting forward like they used to we played more of a game like with Gomez where we have to rely on all of the team. I think that's because we expected them to single out Trent moving forward because everybody has done it. And yeah. I think we were prepared for that, which it's is diminishing. And the, the same with Robbo. He goes up that wing again and he's getting old. So he's not able to get back as quick anymore. He's 26. Uh, Robbo is not 26. Yeah, he is. He's only a year older than Trent. Let's so you might be younger. We might do that math later, okay? A- okay. In the break. Okay. Um, I was about to say something and forgot. Oh, that's what it is. Targeting Trent, I think, especially having a new midfield, that's getting diminishing returns from from uh, attacking teams. They They're almost not- got the ball over his head on that one where he like craned his neck and just headed He's it away. Still, he barely got if it. If he but- hadn't got there, the, the narrative would be completely different. Yes. I think. But luckily, I think I think the team has... Uh, sorry, it wasn't his head. It was his boot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. stretched way yeah. out for it. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think... To, it, that's not an open door anymore, the way it was, especially last season. And I don't see... I Honestly, if I would say anything, I think teams are targeting Robbo's side, not because of Robbo, but because that tends to be the weaker defensive side now. With Sabaslai Sala... Trent, Kanate, I mean, that's a pretty solid. And then whoever's playing the number six floating there, that's actually a really strong side for us now. And Um, Salah gets back fantastically to help our defense. He does. Which, you know, Diaz certainly gets back too, but Diaz, Elliott, Robertson on that side, I would agree it's it's weaker than the uh, Salah, Shaboshlai, Trent. Yeah, Um, and with McAllister at the number six, it's just... So, Tom, we went in at the break against Brighton, leading Mm 2-1. with whatever it was five minutes to go I thought we were going to be going into the dressing room one nil down uh, so any thoughts on uh, us leading at half time so I was sitting on my couch half cup of Yorkshire tea in me right eating my marmalade and toast <laughs> and I was like holy shit we've really turned this around we should definitely come out maybe pop in another two we should do this that's where I was at half time yeah, I thought a Klopp team talk would come and energize us in the second half and we therefore would go on and win. And and we definitely were better when McAllister came off. Well, hold on. We're at halftime already. Let's talk about the goals. Okay, yeah. That's point. a huge part of the game was uh, Salah's goal, which started with Diaz in the midfield, I think. Um, no, it was Sobo to Diaz to Darwin to Salah, which was just a beautiful sequence back and forth and then kind of vintage Salah getting the ball where it needs to go at the end there and then the controversial play of the match was the penalty um that Sabasai got against pascal gross who horse collared him for american listeners um just grabbed him by the that's the penalty in the nfl okay i get the whistle for being the first (laughs) one to bring up the nfl um it's when you tackle someone from behind and grab their shirt or their pads down from the top of their neck Oh, I understand the reference. It's <laughs> yeah. just a funny term. I, I mean, it's very. <laughs> it tells a pretty, pretty vivid story there. And uh, so you said it was controversial. It wasn't controversial. He pulled him down. 
went to VAR. It was we an obvious to, penalty. We got a penalty. We yeah. got a penalty. So the converted beautifully. Absolutely, Salah's back. Salah scores. Um, Wish he was my captain instead of vice captain this week. <laughs> we all for fantasy same, football. Same. Everyone had uh, Holland I, over Salah. I stuck in Richarlison because against Luton, I thought, oh, he's going to destroy them. Yeah, but you forgot Richarlison's shit. Two points. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I was right there with Son. I was mo- most fantasy captains. Anyway, uh, moving back. Anyway, uh, the penalty was controversial because by letter of the law, Pascal Gross should have been sent off. Why? Because he was not playing the ball in the penalty area on an scoring chance goal scoring opportunities what it comes down to the FA judged it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity VAR said it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity wildly inconsistent officiating I agree with you it's wildly inconsistent I can probably say the ball was getting away from him a little bit when the challenge came when the but the reason that the he, ball was getting away from him, him is because he grabbed him. Yes, before he grabbed his shirt, he was already being manhandled in the box before it, anything else had even happened. Um, so I, yeah, so it should have been a red card. Should have been a penalty on a red card. One hundred percent. Again, that's by letter of the law. We don't want to come across as these bitter Liverpool fans because there are those out there that think bitter every Liverpool fans never. No, no, that they're like Star like Wars us. fans. Everyone loves everything that yeah, ever comes. No out. one's ever complained about the club. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is true when we saw Virgil van Dijk get sent off for a much, I would say, much less opportune goal-scoring chance for Isak, we saw Verge get sent off in an almost identical situation, except Verge was challenging the ball, not pulling a player down from behind. Now, I, I will ask you guys this, and I want to hear both of your answers. Virgil van Dijk does that to Matoma. Exact same sequence. You just switch out the players for Verge. Sorry, down my clairvoyancy and telekinesis are not working today. Well, you'll have to use your imagination and tell me how you think that goes down. What does the official do? Mm, he sends off Virgil Van Dyke. Very good, guys. Very good. There's no one that can sit here and go. There's no one that can say that. We do not know enough. We literally saw a similar enough situation. But since the... You honestly esca- believe that they would let him stay on the pitch if he did that to Matoma. Since the escapade with the VAR nonsense that happened a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or whatever it was, it feels like yesterday, to be honest, yeah. Look at the situation right? in a vacuum and answer my question. Here's my answer. The way that they're looking at refereeing right now since that incident has kind of changed across. Look at the City game. They should have been a man down. Sure. Same thing. Look at a couple of other challenges that's happened this week. Should have happened to a couple of other So you're players. saying that because of the Liverpool-Spurs game, the referees are now going lighter on decisions since then? No, I think they're taking a really hard, good look at themselves. And well, I think they should look again then. Yeah, they really that should. That was a very clear but red card. But that's, my, that's what I'm saying. It's so inconsistent. It's like, we're going to be so harsh for the first seven games. Oh, fuck, we fucked up here. I, I uh, do agree with you there, Tom, we because should, there were some situations should, yeah. in the, when, um, when Kovacic... Uh, Oh yeah, uh, should have got sent off in the city game. The there was also motioning for a yellow card by Arsenal players, and earlier in the season they were very clear: if you motion for a yellow card, you get a yellow card. If you kick the ball away, you get a yellow card. Right. Uh, so I do think that things changed, but they got it wrong again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And this one wasn't even. I say controversial because it wasn't called, and then people said, "Hey, what?" happened there why it wasn't that called that's the controversy the actual play on the field is he gets sent off we still got our goal we got our penalty they didn't go down 10 men which would have changed the tide of the game but either way not probably not as egregious as some of the other things we've seen so far this season even last game the only reason in my opinion it wasn't as egregious is because of what happened the week before and Klopp just didn't want to yeah. make a deal out of it Probably. and the other thing that Klopp was doing uh, he De Zerbi would have got sent off I don't know if you saw those pictures of uh, Klopp getting between the fourth official and De Zerbi and telling De Zerbi you're already in a yellow card mate go back over there because you're going to get sent off with these guys and, and so, who would know better yeah I know so. <laughs> yeah. but yeah it, he was out of his technical area quite a bit actually Klopp he got told to go back in a few times <laughs> Yeah, but aren't they buddies yeah, like they, from the German they're, league, they're yeah. friendly. They they they've talked about each other quite nicely in pressers and that kind of stuff. 
Um, Head back over there, mate. <laughs> so five shots. Salah scores twice for us, one being a penalty, um, which puts him at nine goal involvements on the season of the 18 goals that Liverpool have scored so far. I still would have taken 200 million for him. If you can get nine scoring opportunities out of anyone <laughs> for 200 million, then we'll have a conversation. But I mean, he's I'm, just. I'm looking he's more and more wrong. Us. I understand, but I'm clinging to, <laughs> clinging to what I said. That's like I still think Liverpool are going to win Champions League from last year. I'm, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> um, that's me drowning with the ship. Uh, Salah is a world-class player. He's not getting the flashy, fancy-looking goals that he was once known for a couple of years ago. But, I mean, his his ability on the pitch is still just next level. Um, I just wanted to put a little highlight on that. Uh, 7.93 average match rating so far this season, which is one of the highest in the Premier League. And then uh, Sabaslai. Awesome. Yeah. So, the two shirts behind you. Yes. I have a Dirk Kite shirt behind you. I yeah. I... I say it that way because of FIFA, but FIFA has always been wrong about different things like De Bruyne and De Bruyne, right? Either <laughs> way. So I'm going with Dirk Kite. He used to be my number one on the team sheet back when he played because he just gave everything. And that's what I see from Zabosle is the same thing. It's probably more technical ability. Oh, different, two very different skill levels, two different uh, players, two different positions. But well, two different eras, to be honest. True, too. Two different styles of playing, yeah. different. Um, but the same fight, the same want, the same always moving toward, ah, not our goal, the air goal, right? Too many times have we've turned backwards and passed it back to defense. I don't see that much anymore. Yes, we do no. pass around the pitch when we are trying to break them down and move them like a fucking herd of sheep into their box. But we're not seeing what we saw last year, which was just our back line just passing the ball back and forth at the halfway mark while everyone just kind of runs no. around aimlessly. We see players like him running down the wing, telling Salah to move inside. We see him making chances and taking some fine, excellent goals. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's going to be this next player that... We are singing songs about for the foreseeable future. You can buy yours a boss light. All toy stores. Accessories not included. <laughs> can we talk about the second half? Yeah, let's because, get into uh, that. Grumbush came on. Grumbush looked great. He looked um, awesome. Came on for, uh, for Elliot. Thank God. Yeah. Um, Sorry, do you have a hate for him? I couldn't tell. I don't have a hate for Elliot, but when he's not used properly, I don't want him on the field. What Custodian? Did, is that what you want to use him as? Yeah. What yeah. minute did um, Trent come on? Uh, later in the match. I don't know off the top of my head. I know... Um, but like sem- uh, 70th or something like 70th that. 70th minute. Yeah, I think so. So... That's when Gomez came so I th- in. Or yeah, maybe I- it was Kanate for Matip. We were sitting right next to it. I remember us saying like, oh, good sub at 70. Yeah. I don't remember which I, one it was. Um, I just thought we'd see the game out and we still didn't... Really, we got hold of the game more and to me, the big turning point in the end was... Gravin Birch missing that goal at the 53rd minute. I think he should have scored. Yeah, he hit the crossbar. Held his head in his hands afterwards. Yeah, I think we all kind of knew that that was going to come. I think you had said that too. (laughs) That's going to come back to haunt us, and it did. I just remember you all trying to throw me out the pub because uh, literally you guys thought I'd influence the world. I'm glad that you... think i have that much power on the world there's me thinking for the last two games i haven't worn a liverpool shirt and we've had yeah we'll go with that if we've just but here's the thing when all you have is nothing but negative things to say and then when something bad happens you go told you I did not say told you. No, no, he goes... Better. Yeah, I, you did. He goes, I, I informed right you thus I didn't. I did not say You that. said, I knew it. I knew it. But I didn't. Yeah, but you, you guys but we all could have scored four more goals. goals. Uh, that you, I wasn't there. So anyway. don't, don't tire me with that brush. <laughs> yeah, you, you've, you're never there though, Tom. I've only missed two games. <laughs> Three, was, uh, not including Europa's. Um, it, uh, it, it felt like the right result at the end. When Brighton scored 2-2 was probably the right result for that performance. I, I think we got lucky that it was only a draw because there were a yeah. lot of... Uh, let's just play that game where it's like, oh, if Gravenberg scores, it's 3-2. Oh, yeah, it's no. like, but you can go to the other end. There were oh. at least two opportunities they would have um, had. Pedro there. missed a real sitter for that yeah. as well, yeah. Yep. Um, two. They did have... And they were 
killing us on the corners too. Our corner defense is absolute garbage right now. By Evan Ferguson. Klopp, if you're listening, by Evan we Ferguson. Don't, that's not what we need. We need I a James Ward-Prowse. I would Ward love Prowse. him under we Klopp. James Ward-Prowse. James James Ward-Prowse. No, what we need is, is better, Evan Ferguson? better corner defense. We don't need another forward. It's the last thing we need right now. Hot property he will be. We're we're too we're we are way too. Even England are looking for him. I'm sure everyone is. He's world class, but he's that's not Liverpool's answer right now. We need we need better defense, and we were proven they were killing us on the corners. And then finally, um, I think it was Dunk. Just they just placed the ball almost perfectly. Quick pass in, tight shot on Dunk that that Dunk hit in behind Allison Robertson standing there like a dunce. Yeah, avoiding the own goal more than he was trying to defend the ball. So I would rather have had a Matip style own goal like we had the week before against Tottenham. Yeah, than have no play on the ball at all. Yeah, yeah, because I all away. forgave Matip immediately. Yeah, but I he did his for, best. I can't forgive uh, Robbo for not just trying to get the back. ball. Yeah, it was just like, come on, man, you have to do something there. You're more like, experienced. No one wants this. to be. Yeah. yeah. No one wants to be the guy that accidentally puts the ball in their own goal, but at the same time, you don't want to be the guy on the replay that's just in it. This is Liverpool. Brighton are going to upset Literally, us. like five minutes later, there was ex- a foul, exact same position. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and then it bounces off Salah, and he does it unaware. <laughs> that looked <laughs> yeah. like it was aimed at Salah uh, to, to get the corner. They almost seemed to hit it directly into no, Salah. No, I, I, I think that was a missed kick, my friend. You think it was a missed kick? It just looked so directly at him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It bounced right off his fucking face, didn't it? I think he turned his back on it. But yeah, well, either way. But yeah. um, Allison did not have... I, I'm not going to put it all on Allison, but mis- misreading the goal from the beginning of the match, and then, I don't know, he just didn't look to be on his best form. It's hard to complain about him after the heroics he pulled off last week against Spurs, but it just no one looked like they were... They didn't look like the tight unit we've come to know them to be. So we mentioned it earlier. The only person who really came out of the game with any sort of plaudits was Salah. Yeah, Salah. Saboslai. Gravenberch, Saboslai. Saboslai um, for sure. Three, but, um, so what have the Romans ever done for us, basically, is what just happened there? Uh, no, I mean, it's different than that. In the Spurs game, we lost, and we thought everybody played pretty well. Yeah. So it's just... Sometimes you draw or win and the team just doesn't look that good and it's just circumstance. And this is one of those we're just having a tale of two teams. We lost the Spurs and the team looked fantastic. We drew to Brighton and the team didn't look great. Um, I'm going to just say that I think Curtis Jones not being in the team really affects the link-up play a lot. I think he brings a lot to the team that we just we're missing when he's not on the pitch. We're significantly better statistically when he's on the pitch. He is going to end up being the most underrated player in the team, I think, by year's end because he's not scoring the fancy goals and he's not getting the fancy tackles. It's all the things that he does that you might not notice because they're not the sexy-looking plays on the pitch. You've been doing a deep dive on him. I have. Yeah, this is what I do. Um (laughs) Also, thank you to Tifo IRL for uh, doing a lovely breakdown to better articulate the feelings that I have when I watch football. They can say it a lot better than me, so go check that out on YouTube. And I think that gives us a good place for a break before we talk about the rest of the games this weekend. Welcome back, listener. It's turn back time a little bit to Saturday morning. Turn back time. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Share you or not. I know. <laughs> this is why I don't go to karaoke bars. <laughs> I, well, I'm kind of glad because I feel like she doesn't know the football that well. My karaoke song. So share he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my karaoke nah, song is just Man be my mom. Anyway, so. She doesn't know football and she can't sing. <laughs> anyway, Luton Tottenham. Nil one, game of the week. <laughs> no, it's a f- bloody boring game, as my right wing <laughs> Neil would say here. Um, friend of the pod, Eves Basuma, gets sent off in the first half with uh, a second yellow for diving. Seems at least one match too late, don't you think? 
I'm going to pass on that. I want any sour grapes. Okay. Well, mm. my grapes are forever sour. <laughs> I'm just what, walking what you do wine with your grapes is up point. to you, mate. <laughs> I'm walking wine. Uh, on that, James Madison is quickly becoming one of the most exciting players to he watch. He always was. Yeah, he was. But now that he's in a team that has, is... As Surrounded in, by other talent that can showcase him. Not yeah. that Brighton last year wasn't Lester. talented. Leicester. Leicester, sorry. There was other talent in that team. He yeah, was just, but where did the team end up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So seeing him on a team that better but facilitates... Under better fun. coaching, under better staff... Yes. He, much more appreciated. Has Good a nicer defend house. Brendan Rogers a little bit there. <laughs> Has a nicer house that's not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a phenomenal fit. I think he would have fit in at any of the top big. What are we calling it now? Top six. We call top it four. Top, top fifteen. Six, top yeah, whatever know. the fuck. Top half the table. <laughs> top half of the table. Any one of those teams would have seen themselves get significantly better with him. And uh, yeah, he's proving that. On another note, we've got Burnley and Chelsea, which seemed to be the match of the week, which I did not watch. I was busy watching uh, the United game, foolishly. Um, but we saw a second half absolute blowout. I, I believe they were tied going into the first half. I was following it a little bit just while I was out and about doing my groceries. And um, Burnley were ahead for a while at 1-0. And then it just seemed to be bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. <laughs> Yeah, and then Chelsea were like, "Whoa, we're back, we're back!" <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to Burnley. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised that all that talent that Chelsea have purchased in the last six months uh, finally came alive against a team that's almost certainly going to get relegated. I'm not sure they are. Yeah, you keep saying that, but I know there's nothing that that would lead one to believe that Burnley have any chance of staying up at this point. Raheem Sterling had a notable performance scoring one of Chelsea's goals. Cole Palmer also netted another. Ah, Nicholas Jackson. He's he's the one that, that I mean, he's I I love Nicholas Jackson. He's an awesome player. This also win, is a back-to-back win for Chelsea. So, this could be a start of something for them, a little oh, yeah, bit of momentum. They won, what was it, 2-0 last weekend? Yeah. Then yeah. the international breaks coming at a bad time for them because they're Maybe. finally kind of uh, clicking. Mm-hmm. Um Somebody on the show did say that he thought they'd be back, but I can't remember who that was. Yeah, probably some wank. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go three for three. Uh, opportunity. <laughs> uh, moving on to Everton and Bournemouth, our neighbors, Everton. Everton broke their streak of four consecutive losses. So they finally got it. They, they, they won one How back. How the fuck they beat Bournemouth? They've Bournemouth been, or shit? They've been looking way better than their score lines. I've been saying it for a while. I mentioned it last episode, or maybe it's in my notes for the next episode. But yes, they there is reason to believe they're a better team than the results say. But they're shit. Everton? Yeah. They're shit. But they've got institutional problems just like United from top to bottom I agree and yes they're not very good <laughs> I, I I'm but they're better than than they scores have been and well, so I, um, I was not surprised they won this Bournemouth. game they've had the easiest schedule of any team and they're still Bournemouth are really shit. dire yeah Bournemouth are really bad yeah. they're really really bad that's the only team Everton could beat three now so. I, I don't know that there's maybe Burnley I'm not sure but well hopefully we're not sitting here in two weeks time saying uh oh no don't start with that shit. <laughs> moving on moving on United we're playing a, we're playing a goodison did. as well <laughs> yeah it might yeah, be the I last know. time we play a goodison yeah it's home for us too doesn't matter what, uh, no it's not well, it's once upon a time. well oh, no, no thank you very much yeah it was no anfield is anfield where wherever yeah. to play them they left okay yeah. wow so. you're such a barrel fan <laughs> oh no Go piss against you all. <laughs> no, they piss while watching the football. Get it right. Exactly. He gets the reference. No, got a beautiful stadium now. Ah, it's not the same. No, it's not. Game's gone. <laughs> Shame that. Anyway, uh, United win one in extra time. They put two win, past. Win one in extra time. Yeah, it's almost like winning two in extra time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Jesus. Fer- uh, Fergie time's back. <laughs> oh, it's, it was horrible. I watched that game start to finish. Brentford played awful. United were just worse. Uh, really not a fun match to watch. I was just kind of like had to watch it, but hated every minute of it. And then when United scored their first one, they were just pounding the final third, like just 
killing Brentford, and they were holding fast. They put one past, and I, I think I put in our group chat, I'm like, yeah, United's going to nick the winner here. And then literally seconds later, they yeah. they ended up winning. Now, it. if they had to win, which I was very disappointed by, but if they had to win, having McTominay score both goals, <laughs> as soon as he's been <laughs> ousted by Ten Hag, just does not like him in the slightest, you know, um, that was fitting. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny to watch them eat themselves. Because yes. now what do you do? <laughs> you won. He McTominay, ironically enough, probably saved Ten Hag's job for a couple of more weeks. Crazy, isn't it? Because they lost midweek in the Champions League against yes, Galatasaray. Horrible at, loss. At home. Yeah. yeah. It didn't Arsenal also lose to... Um, Once. Yeah. yeah, 2-1. Yeah, it was delicious watching them lose. Yeah, I love watching both of those guys. Yeah. Just uh, one way more just, than the other. I just always like the English teams to win for the coefficient. Especially now that it matters, as we discussed on our last podcast. It's always mattered. It just matters. It matters more. another place now. Yes, yes. Uh, for those that didn't listen, it just means whatever country has the most points from their teams gets an extra spot in the Champions League. Um, and then finally, let's get to what the true match of the weekend was. We had Palace and Forest, four <laughs> hundredth oh appearance God. as manager actually, for Roy Hodgson. I actually did watch that match, uh, which was awful, awful, awful. <laughs> it was. It I was literally fell asleep. Palace has most of that possession. I woke up right as the the whistle was blown for the end of the match, and I was like, they didn't score even once. No, horrible. Uh, Roy Hodgson. Uh, so yeah, as I said, Roy Hodgson's four hundredth oh, yes. game, and also his four hundredth birthday. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Been managing since he was born <laughs> in the sixteen hundreds. Still younger than Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go bowling. <laughs> Arsenal and City match of the weekend. This is a fixture that for the last couple of years everyone's always looking forward to, and it. It's always won by City, though. Always. Um, yes, 22 games, I think. Yeah. This is the, their 23rd fixture that City has played them in, and it, they finally lost. But honestly, it was a disappointing game. I was not... As as someone who loves tactics and all that kind strategery. of... Strategery. Yeah, I love all that stuff. This was just boring. Yeah. It, it wasn't... There was really no excitement. Was it like watching Spock play 3D chess? No, that would be way more interesting. I'd be taking notes. <laughs> Wait a second. 3D chess is not as easy as it is. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Deanna Troy's really good at it, though. So, oh, my yeah. God. I wish I hadn't said anything. Yeah, you, you open that can. <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons, anyone next week? <laughs> hey, it's a lot more fun than you'd think. I love Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. I like I school. said, it's a lot Arsenal more fun and City, think. please. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you brought it up. So, we had... Some controversy in this game. Um, no, it was more than some controversy. It was bloody ridiculous. Yes. Kovacic, blatant hack for his first yellow card. And then seconds later, a blatant hack. There was an absolute stonewall, <laughs> second yellow card, and a clear sending off. Yes. And Agreed. No question. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're talking about consistency here where we've seen more red cards in the first 10 matches than any other Premier League season. And then we've got two in the same weekend, just absolute blatant red card offenses that just nothing happens. The only thing I can think of is what Tom mentioned before, which is that they've taken a good hard look at themselves and decided to, to hold themselves to a higher standard oh. they've, and then screwed it up. They've, they've, <laughs> they've changed the settings from strict to lenient uh, to uh, what are we doing? To blind? <laughs> to <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Ray Charles would do a better job. If there, yeah, Stevie Wonder has refereed better games. Um, I don't know what to say anymore about these these refs. They're just they're shit. I there mean, needs to be a referee school. Is there not? There's got to be. Isn't there one in Manchester? You just go for a course, don't you? Three week course. I, I've seen how many books these guys are supposedly supposed to read to get their badges. And yet somehow, maybe it's just too much information and they forget everything, but we as fans somehow manage to be able to look at stuff and go, oh yeah, that's what it is. I, I don't know. Uh, there's always contention. You, whenever we're at the pub talking about whatever game, there's always somebody who is like, well, what about this? What about that? So, Yeah, but they're called shit houses. Yeah, <laughs> 
It's questions, not an easy job. Oh, it's, it's, no, you're fine. It's just not an easy job. No. I was going to say, questions will be answered and answers will be questioned always. In this yeah. game, that's how it is. It in life. But in this game, you could have the best day. You have one mistake. It's on the back page of a newspaper. Yeah. And that's what everyone will but talk that's about. that's why VAR is meant to be, if you have one mistake, they're there to say, take another look at it or to correct those one mistakes. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying as a sport in a, as a whole, like this league is scrutinized. Someone put it very nicely. Down to a, the nano. On a podcast I was listening to earlier today, Someone put it very distinctly, and that was, you don't notice the Wi-Fi until it stops working. How many right calls do the referees make in a game? Most of them. The wrong calls just usually happen to decide a very large moment in the match. In this case, it didn't really matter. In the end, Arsenal won thanks to a deflective Martinelli strike. Yes. Um, I certainly would like, with De Bruyne likely to come back sooner rather than later, with Rodri coming back... They've got who else? They've got is there those, those two coming back? Maybe just those two. I think it's just. But that. having Kovacic out would have been a, for a few games would have been pretty handy. Yeah, and uh, you know, City may have lost two games in a row for the first time in the Premier League in five years since, since 2018. 2018. Yep. And whoa, but um, lowest xG under Pep for this match too. But they're still sitting right there in third, and they're still above us. And they may as well be in first. I mean. No, you know Spurs no, are going to Spurs no. it. <laughs> yeah, Spurs are going to Spurs. Spurs are going to Spurs. They're going to Spurs. But it's who pounces first? It's going to be one of Arsenal, Liverpool, or City. As long as we beat City twice, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's it. Just beat City <laughs> twice. Sure. Hey, when was the last time Liverpool beat City twice? Oof. Rhetorical question that I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I don't think any of us do, but that tells you how long it's been. If it was recently, we would remember. I mean, the champ, does it Richard Champions Dunn, League and the um, Richard the Dunn was still playing for him. <laughs> oh no! Uh, anything else on the uh, Arsenal City game? You mentioned the the deciding goal was. I mean, it's a good goal. Yeah, good goal. Good goal at the end of a otherwise forgettable game for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah. they were stalemate. It yeah, it's just well, you've got student and teacher. They're playing almost identical brands of football. Which I generally don't find, I, and I've said this on the show before, and I know it sounds sacrilege, but I don't find, I don't go out of my way to watch City play football, and it's not because I don't, I have something against City. I go out of my way to watch the teams I hate. City just don't play exciting football. They just win in a very boring way. I respect their success, because how can you not? But at the same time, it's like, well, you bought all the talent in the league. You basically got two first teams, and you play really boring. A three first teams. I think they can field 33 players who all are internationals. That scares the hell out of me to hear that. I guess but the other thing I'd say more is to my R- point. Rico Lewis looks like a real talent. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. West Ham drew with uh, Newcastle, which was a big back and forth. Yeah. We were following it while we were yeah. watching Liverpool, and it was like, oh, West Ham's up 1-0. Oh, Newcastle Two quick goals in five minutes from Isak, and then a, um, a late, can't remember who got, Sufal, was it? Or, uh, I didn't write it down, but no, Sufal I, was the assist. I forgot. So, yeah. Um, but, there, yeah. there was some controversy in that match, too. I don't remember what it was, so I'm, I don't know why I even bothered mentioning it. Uh, Wolves and Villa drew. Wolves have turned into the what-the-fuck team of the season. What do we do with Wolves? Who are they? Well, we've played them already. We don't yeah, have to Yeah, we beat them. Right them. That's fine. But I mean, just in the general table, uh, they were... They're in the bottom six. Um, they will, they're in the bottom six now, and they'll be in the bottom six at the end of the season. Are they two. still in the bottom six at this nah, point? Probably. probably. I mean, the way they play, sure. I would say the bottom, to me, the table these they days... They beat City and then a, drew against yeah. Villa. I mean... <laughs> to me, these days, the table is um, bifurcated. You've got 10 mm. teams at the top that are going to fight it out for the Champions League spots, and you've got 10 teams at the bottom, they're going to fight it out for relegation. Just stay out of relegation. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, and then, yeah, we mentioned uh, the nap that I took on Saturday, also <laughs> Palace and Forest. So that kind of covers the weekend. Does anyone else have any thoughts before we go to break? Nope. All right. Welcome back, listener. Neil, can you give us a cup date? 
I can indeed. Thank um, you. It was an absolute astounding week, but just not by us because yeah. we all we all simultaneously sucked. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like we had a hangover from European competition or something. Apart from that, would. So it's Thursday games killing us. Yeah, that Thursday episode. That, that, that must have been what it was. Um, maybe the, the switch to two two uh, episodes a week is uh, uh, having a negative effect on All right, performance. Clap, maybe relax. enough of the enough. Come you, on, you just want the scores. Fuck you yeah, just want the scores. All right, so in a in a fantastic sucky week, Nick eight, Tom eight, Neil eight. Um, <laughs> wow, the, the, exactly a, a straight tie across the board. It was Usually like watching you make Palace more... against Forest. Um, no, because there's actually football being played there. <laughs> Usually, he makes it more exciting, even if it's boring. Uh, yeah, fair. I try my best, but uh, yeah, eight, eight, and eight. Uh, so subtitles. What else can I say? Is one... that a betting sponsor somewhere? Uh, it's also the number for subtitles on English <laughs> CFAX, TV. Yeah. yeah. At one point, CFAX. At one point, um, Nick had like five zeros in a row, and I was like, "Yeah, we're going to beat him this week." And then we didn't. So, uh, so yeah, nothing there. So the total so far through uh, through eight game weeks, uh, Nick has uh, ninety eight points uh, through eight weeks out of a maximum total of two hundred and forty. So ninety eight out of two hundred and forty. That's not good. Sounds like your homework grades. Um, no, that's way better than my homework. Grades. <laughs> Tom eighty eight out of two hundred and forty, and uh, Neil. Yeah, yeah, a little bit less than that. Go on. What's the number? What's the Eighty four. Oh. Oh, no. I'd like to say I'm catching you, but I'm not. <laughs> I just really would like to say that. Well, speaking of... You couldn't catch me even if you were running. Speaking of boring your and failing legs, percentages, uh, let's briefly talk about the Europa League Cup that I'm sure most of us have forgotten by this point. Can you wake me up when it's the quarterfinals? <laughs> Honestly, I want to wake up when it's the quarterfinals because this was a match where the whole team came out and looked like they played at about 60%. And I think that's being very nice. Yeah, but playing sixty percent made that the endo looked really good. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a fair point. Am I saying that sixty percent is you know his hundred percent is the equivalent to Premier League sixty percent? Were we just underestimating them, or were we just like think, yeah, no, we're going out against a Belgian side that should be really sick? We dominated the whole match. Yeah, playing like shit, and we scored early, and it just looked like. We were going through the motions. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't even like a pretty goal. I thought I, I remembered Gravenberch's previous goal. Yes, exactly. The Thunderbolt strike. But no, yeah. it wasn't that. No. It was Carabao Cup Thunderbolt. This was a Trent kicks it very hard. Their goalkeeper, who'd played very well up to that point in the first 10 minutes, spilled it forward. Gravenberch was on hand just to tap in the rebound. Yeah. Uh, from that point on... He didn't we, even really celebrate. He no. kind of just trotted off like, yay, I did it. And yeah. then that was it. And then from that point, we pinged it around a little bit, but mm. didn't really do much. Highlights of that game, the McAllisters hanging out on the side of the oh, field. Yeah. The brothers. All I know is they were drinking some drink out of a weird potion-looking cup. It I noticed that too, odd. but I've actually seen that a few times now. Watching like the Rugby the World Cup, I've seen a couple some, of people drinking them. Some sort of weird... Was it, was, it's probably just his personal cup. You know how everyone has well, a Yeti Nunes or whatever showed up in it's the, sponsored by Yeti, is it? The, the, the video where Nunes shows up in the white van to do, to do it. Like, that's the famous white candy? van. he have candy? He had a chalice with him. It was another one of these weird uh, guys. Again, I'm, I'm just... It's a thing. They're just like energy drinks and personal it, bottles, probably. It looked like it was something from Harry Potter to me. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, I've, se- I've seen it elsewhere, too. Dumbledore. That's, that's that is literally the highlight of the match was that they had a weird. Well, Chota had a nice finish. So last yeah, ten minutes, true. last ten minutes, Gilwa looked like they were going to score. To be honest, and um, I thought, oh shoot, here it comes. Not that I was that bothered. Even a draw would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But um, but we were at home, so I didn't really want to win. And yeah. then um, as they pushed for that that equalizer, Chota got a nice ball through to him. Took a really nice finish, and two uh, nil game over. Okay, yep, that's all we got. All right. Let's that's all she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do uh, closing thoughts. Uh, just so you know, listener, um, we're only doing one episode this week because there's international break. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday, is it, that we usually release for our look ahead match to Everton. Next Thursday, I believe it's going to be. Uh, yes. My mistake. It'll be next Thursday. So this episode and then next Thursday, um, October, what is that? 17th, 18th, 19th? 20, 21, 22, 23. Let's keep going. It's one of those. They play on the 21st, so it'll be before them, but whatever. Uh, Closing thoughts, Neil. Uh, Looking forward to international break. Hopefully get some of these injuries um, sorted out. I 
you know, hope we get nobody hurt in the international break. That's about it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, international break is just a nonsense to me. Uh, it's a friendlies this time, isn't it? It's not even... No, no they're qualifiers, I think. Ex- are they? I think so. Well, I Germany are playing USA. We're going to that game. I'm going to that game. Oh, right. Yeah, they're maybe playing, it is friendlies. I think I it's friendlies. Again, pointless. Um, come back with no injuries, and I'd hate for players to come back tired, like the ones that go into South, Ar- South America or any of those. Mm. Good point. We were, we did feel that last time, mm-hmm. we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because what going to Brazil, let's say for Ali or whatever, would be seven-hour flight, nine-hour flight, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, not fun flight, not fun. Yeah. Jet lag, jet lag, jet lag. Play yeah. game. Yeah. Right. So yeah, come back uh, less tired, uh, no injuries, and a want, a want to do better. Yeah, that's what I want. Well, but let's see what we've seen for most of the season. Yeah. Not these last two matches that we saw when mm. they looked like they were asleep. I think that want was in the Tottenham game. Maybe not so much in the Brighton game. For sure. Hey, we're unbeaten. Yay! Uh, my closing no, thought no, is... Not really. It was the Spurs game, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. If, uh, let's, let's face it. We're unbeaten. <laughs> we're only, we've only lost to the referees. Uh, and you know what? I'm just going to leave that as my closing thought. Thanks for listening. We'll chat to you soon.